Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast Week 2.0. Ryan, can you hear me now? Got you loud and clear now, buddy. Oh, I, uh, thank goodness. I can just, I just, and I'm sure our audience knows all about this, but this was the most frustrating reboot that I've done so far. Uh, except for the time where the accident was just me cursing in the background as I was trying to restart the show, uh, which you remember very clearly, I'm sure Ryan, about two years ago. But wow, we made it. Uh, my name is Akun Wong, I'm the editor in chief of football garbage time. And that's on that's senior staff writer Ryan Whitfield with us. Ryan, wow, I did this huge intro and I kind of slow rolled it at the beginning in order to kind of kill a little bit of time. And then I saw you popped in and I'm like, perfect, this is going to work great. And it turns out I was talking to myself the whole time. So, wow, that's great. Love it. <laughs> Good times, man. So let me just start off with the question that I thought I had asked you before. Did you uh, watch the end of the match? I did. Uh, one of my favorite sporting events of the year, one of my favorite months of the year, uh, NHL playoffs, NBA yeah. playoffs, Masters in the yep. draft. April is the pinnacle of the sport calendar for me. Um, so yeah, I, I watched it. I'm a huge Tiger fan. Uh, I think the first biography I ever read was in third grade. It was a Tiger Woods book and that was around uh, 98, so it was right after he won the 97 Masters. Yeah. Uh, I, was, yeah. I, I was concerned he was never going to win it again. And, you know, as, as, as the leaderboard kept going, as, as, as we went through the weekend and into this afternoon, he just he started to feel it coming that this was this was going to be his time. So uh, a stressful few minutes there, waiting for that last putt to drop. But uh, you know, obviously, great a great comeback for for one of the all time greatest athletes uh, of my lifetime. And so thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. It was a good drama today. Oh yeah, absolutely good drama. And I, I think it's one of those things. Even he said he didn't see it coming. I don't think anyone actually saw it. Although I have to say that uh, FanDuel and DraftKings are pushing it pretty hard. They and I really feel like a, a complete. I feel like a moron now for not picking it up on this offer, but I, earlier in the week, they were trying to drum up interest in people putting in lineups for the Masters, and one of them was, if you put in any lineup at all, you will share in a $10,000 prize if uh, Tiger wins. Boy, do I wish I uh, I put my my entry in now, but hey, whatever, it's a pass. I make tons of mistakes. Let's get rolling on what we're going to talk about today, because we got a lot of NFL football to catch up on, because we took a little bit of a hiatus. About a week and a half since our last podcast, we're going to talk about things, things that are kind of important, like A.B. versus Juju. We're going to talk a little bit about Russell Wilson, Chris Hogan, Adam Thielen, and a bunch of other stuff. So let's get rolling. All right, let's start with uh, this Antonio Brown versus Juju mess. Now, this has been um, this happened quite a while ago, actually, about a week ago. It started with Antonio Brown kind of taking a pot shot at Juju Smith-Schuster. There was a, a, a fan, uh, Steeler Steve, who actually posted up the fact that Juju had been the MVP for the Steelers last year, and then Antonio Brown tweeted out, Emotion, boy fumbled the whole postseason in the biggest game of the year. Everyone want blind to busy making guys famous. Not enough reality these days. By the way, check the list. So that started off a little bit of a Twitter storm argument, I should say, although I put that in air quotes because of the fact that Juju did not really take pot shots back at AB much until, of course, Antonio Brown tweeted out a a, uh, tweet that or a a text message he got from AB back from 2015 when he was at USC asking him for advice. 
Uh, I don't know why <laughs> he thought that was going to uh, shame him in some way, but that's basically how it ended because uh, at the end of the day, uh, AB then tweeted out, not giving you media fix, no more ammo, enjoy my name, AB. I am in Cali living, ready to ball, no nonsense, you trollers troll, too good, too good to worry, hashtag call God. Okay, well, anyway, that seems to be the end of it. What do you think? Uh, do you have uh, any thoughts on this back and forth? I think it's no secret that I am historically a pretty opinionated guy. I'll say this. <laughs> yeah, that's probably uh, true. There's, there's several, several angles I want to touch on it. The first one I'll touch out or touch on that I, I have no insight on this other than I think one of two things we know now for sure. AB really kept under wraps how, I guess, much of a diva or, uh, you know, I don't want to say horrible person, but a bad teammate uh, yeah. he is um, for, for a long for a long time. Um, so it's, it's either that or two, and I say this only half joking, but, you know, if you study uh, personality disorders – uh, and you know any 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 development in personality disorders uh, from a psychological standpoint for women it's usually yep. early twenties is when the is when the signs start to show and for males it's late twenties because it, it's mm-hmm. gone that far to me that you have to question if this guy's all right because I have never seen somebody melt down in the public eye in, 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 from an NFL perspective like this um, just from personality stuff aside from committing crimes and stuff but I mean it's just it's a total and complete meltdown and and, and oh, you know yeah. and and when we actually look at the, the the so that's the big picture outtake and and, and also that i want <laughs> good luck oakland i want no part of this guy um that's <laughs> seriously uh yep. it makes me worried about you know, about because you know uh where uh marquise brown might fall fall as you know and not to judge him on his on his cousin's actions but i don't want any part of that family tree if i'm looking at the the patriots i'm like draft anyone but marquise brown please um so mm-hmm. you know that that's the big picture but the the closer stuff and the stuff he said and this is the part where it's like it doesn't even make sense. And that's, that's the part that I, again, for his health standpoint is concerning to me because he's always come across as a smart guy to me and he's either really stupid now or just so caught up in this. He doesn't realize how over the top he's being, but you know, yeah. he, he, the first tweet, he calls out Juju for fumbling right of the season. Keep in mind, he's talking about the game that he didn't play in because he couldn't keep his crap together to actually right. even be allowed to play in that game. You know, he was bailing on team meetings and stuff and showed up at the stadium thinking he was going to play delusional it doesn't get to play and now he's going to chastise the guy who was out there when when he when he basically let his team down in the biggest week of the season so yep an odd an odd time an odd an odd time to, to throw that out there two juju responds with the you know the it's nothing you know i don't know why you're saying this like it's never i've never done nothing but show you love blah blah, blah. so what does antonio brown do he goes, oh, you want to tell everyone all you've ever done is show me love? Well, here, I'll prove it and show a picture, uh, show, show a thing of you showing me love before you even knew who I, before we even had a relationship together. <laughs> right. Like, I know. He literally, he literally proved Juju's point in that post. Yep. And so it's like, it's, it's head scratching. Like, I don't understand from a cognitive standpoint how he, how he went back and dug down and said, oh, this will get him. <laughs> yeah. I got the trump yeah. card here. Like, you just <laughs> made a case against yourself. I know. Uh, oh my, it, it's unbelievable to me. And then the follow up is that. Mind. That at the end of that, the media fakes like now. Now this is you know, and this is this is a, a bigger issue for me. But you know, we, we live in a time now where it's I think it's such a dangerous time to society. Not to get uh, a little more philosophical on everybody, but now this whole this whole fake news thing has turned into now like if you just don't like something, you just call it yeah. fake. It's fake news. It's right. you know, it, it's it's trolling. That's the other one. It's trolling like the, these media fakes like 
no one's saying anything that isn't true, Antonio. Like people right. are just commenting on these on this insane off season you're having, and 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 it's not any none of it's undeniable. None of it's made up. You're, I mean, you're literally putting it out there for the world to see. You know, this isn't somebody speculating if him and Juju had an issue, and that now he gets to be mad about it. I mean, he's he's bringing the issue to us, and now he's now he's mad at the media, and this is a media fake thing. Oh my god! Right. So the whole thing's insane, um, and you know, to the point now that I really, 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 really want Juju to have an amazing season, and I want Antonio yeah. Brown to have a horrible season um, because I, I believe in karma, and and that's what these two these two deserve now. So. Yeah, totally agree. And and you know the 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 text message that he put up there that you referred to uh, said, "What's up, AB? I'm a receiver at the University of Southern California. I appreciate all your work. You're a great man on and off the field. Do you have any tips that can help take my game to the next level? Thanks, man. How how is that supposed to shame a guy? This guy I looked up to you, buddy. He actually was going to you for your tips because he thought you were a great." player and a great person and boy how wrong he was because clearly this is completely childish unbelievable and i can't believe he hashtag call god at the end of his last tweet at just i mean the guy is on another planet right now um and i can't imagine he's going to do well in that locker room but who, who knows uh anyway i think we probably gave him enough airtime, but we sure hope that uh, juju does well team juju here uh let's go on and talk about the uh next guy that we have to talk about and that is Chris Brown, Chris Hogan, Chris Brown. What the heck am I talking about? We don't want to talk about Chris Brown. We want to talk about Chris Hogan. Uh, the Panthers signed uh, wide receiver Chris Hogan, former of the Patriots, to a one-year contract. There were some reports earlier in offseason that Hogan was garnering interest from quote multiple teams, but he's now signed relatively deep into the free agency, and he has had no known visits with other teams. So um, maybe his market was a little bit overstated. Hogan had a little bit of trouble even breaking through the Patriots underman receiving core in 2018. He caught just 35 passes and turned them into 532 yards and three scores. And Hogan is a relatively solid deep threat uh, at 6'1", 210 pounds, but he's 31 this year and he competes with DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, as well as AAF standout. And one of my favorite from the Arizona hotshots, Rashad Rashad Ross. So, um, what are your thoughts on this Chris Hogan signing? For as far as uh, how it will help at all, if at all, the the Panthers and how it will impact the Patriots. It's. I want to be careful because I detest uh, the Patriot fans who, uh, pro or you know, trot out the and, and Bill we trust and Bill always gets rid of guys just at the right time because I think that's right. overstated. Um, so I don't want to, I, I certainly don't want to come across like that. Cause he's, he's, he's whipped on guys. He, he's let go early. Um, right. but I mean, there's two things on Hogan. One, I heard a really, it's a little bit, it's a little bit out there, but I did hear an interesting theory and I, it was one of the sports guys in Boston uh, on the radio. I don't remember who it was. Um, so I'm going to paraphrase it and not give credit to it and, and not do justice in any way, but <laughs> that's the way um, we do it floated out a theory that, I mean, it got so bad with Hogan here last year that there was a lot of questions about, is there something else going on? Cause he, he's not even getting targeted. If you right. remember back to the Seth Wickersham piece that dropped la you know, almost a year and a half ago now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in there, there was a comment about team sort you know, a source from the team who said that people believe um, 
that Brady got Hogan injured by basically throwing him a hospital ball over the middle. Uh, mm-hmm. It was in a game earlier in the year. I forget who they played. It might have been Oakland or Miami. I forget. There was a game, though, where he threw a ball right over the middle, and that's when Hogan got hurt and hurt his shoulder in 2018. Mm-hmm. So the theory was, and I don't think there was over substantiated, but there, there were rumblings that apparently – there was a thought that Chris Hogan was the source that leaked that in the, in the Wickersham piece. And because of that, Brady had kind of iced him out of his inner circle of trust. Um, mm. and, and that's the reason why he was not being targeted at all. So I don't know if that's true. I think it's a pretty sound theory because something was up. I mean, his, the, his role in the offense, I mean, the offense got worse this year as far mm-hmm. as the passing game. And, and now this guy couldn't even, you know, get targeted. Um, he made an unbelievable catch at the end of the AFC championship. Uh, game on like a third and 15, the one handed snag You go back and look at it. If you don't remember, it's a pretty unbelievable mm-hmm. play to keep a drive yep. alive. Uh, it was super important to the Patriots late in that game. Um, had unbelievable Super Bowls a couple years ago and, and had a touchdown against the Eagles. Uh, he had a better Super Bowl against the Falcons. He was huge part of that comeback. And then, um, you know, had a nice, had a nice game in the loss of the Eagles this year. I mean, he couldn't get separation and I saw, it might be a pro football focus stat. I, but it might have been it might have been a fantasy writer too. Again, no source. But regardless, we don't give credit uh, anyway, so we're cool. <laughs> Hogan is one of the Hogan was one of the worst wide receivers this season against man uh, press man coverage. So huh. I, I think he's, he's he's I'm pretty sure he's 30 now. I mean he's he's been around yeah. several years. So I know his age is getting up 31. there. It's yep. 31. Okay, we'll so 31. I mean that 31. Yeah. That's the backside of a good receiver's career, and he was right. a good player. He's a good player. He's not a great receiver, but he's just, he's one of those guys that came to the Patriots and the Patriots know how to use versatile guys like him and find a role for mm-hmm. him. I don't mm-hmm. have the same, I don't have the same confidence. Carolina can do that and he can't beat straight up press man coverage. So that tells me that the skills are declining and you need, you need to put him in the right position. I don't trust they're going to do it. So I don't think it really helps him. And again, all you have to do is go back and watch the Super Bowl. He was targeted four times and didn't get a single catch and all four of them. And, and obviously good defense for uh, LA, but uh, on all four of them, he couldn't fight through and, and win contested balls. There was the, the pick right. on the first target to him in the beginning of the game. And so, you know, I don't think it's a, it's a concern at all for the Patriots losing him. The rest of the receiving court is a concern. Uh, but yeah. for Carolina, I don't think this really does anything. It just feels like, I don't know, it's, it's something, that, something about that area of the country, the Mid-Atlantic. Them and, them and Baltimore just keep moving piles of crap around, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> at the receiver position. And yeah. it doesn't seem like either one has a real plan. Yeah, well, I, I like DJ Moore, but you know the fact you know Curtis Samuel's, I don't know what we have there. Um, I, I, he might be a compliment there, but I just don't see him really as a standout as well. I, I don't know how he really fits in, and and of course I'm really rooting for Rashad Ross, who I liked a lot when I saw when I watched AAF before it became completely defunct in the middle of its first season, and and believe and now in bankruptcy. I don't know if you heard this, but they're not letting guys out of their contracts to join with the CFL. They're letting them join with the NFL, but. They're not letting any of the guys get out on the, into the CFL. They're holding on to their contracts as an asset in their bankruptcy proceeding. That sounds crazy to me. I mean, <laughs> that's nuts. You, I mean, you, you totally uh, made a promise. You signed into the contracts. The things went south. You don't let them out to find another job? That's uh, ridiculous. Anyway, I'm starting my, my side rant there. But I, I agree with you. I don't, don't know if this moves the needle much. But honestly, I think the Patriots could really use all the help they can get. They're, the receiving court that's left there is – 
not not great. <laughs> not great. Unless you have a miracle, miraculous uh, recovery from Josh Gordon um, or, or draft somebody this year. It'll be interesting to see what happens. All right, let's go ahead and hit the uh, bell on this one. Let's move on to the next topic. We're going to talk about Russell Wilson because uh, – and I know you brought this up a long time ago, Ryan, about Russell Wilson's contract. Uh, it's coming to a head again now. Yeah, he's due $17 million base salary in 2019. He gave the Seahawks an April 15th deadline, which is tomorrow, uh, for an extension, uh, which is the start of Seattle's offseason program. Now, Seattle Times reports that, quote, there has been very little progress in the extension talks with uh, Russell Wilson. And it's not clear how strict this deadline is for Wilson, but um, it and, and most teams do prefer to have their extensions closer to week one of the regular season. But, um, you know, he seems to be serious about this, and he's serious about looking at other options. Um, the Seahawks do have the option of franchising Wilson over uh, the next offseason and kind of keep things going, sort of Kirk Cousins style. Um, but, you know, that, that may not be in their best interest. And uh, recently, Pro Football Talk um, on NBC Sports noted that Russell Wilson now wants to play elsewhere uh, and that he's looked at uh, a number of different places and is considering playing elsewhere. And Tyron, Tyron Matthew, um, who um, had mentioned offhand, and I and don't you know, take this with a grain of salt because he's not a typical reporter, that Wilson actually noted that he hopes to end up with the Giants, which is really, uh, a really strange thing to do. So what are your thoughts about Russell Wilson uh, and his contract? Do you think that uh, Seattle's playing this correctly? Do you think they should give him the extension? Uh, what do you think should happen here? No, I think they're uh, – for everything I like about Seattle, I think they've mismanaged – this run completely. Now, mm-hmm. a big part of that starts with the fact that they should have won back-to-back Super Bowls and Pete Carroll uh, right. basically defuncted that and then caused the rift that now completely opened up the team um, of, of that core where you had basically the guys pitted against each other. Um, you know, I wrote about this years ago, Yep, as you uh, indicated. There is no more important position in football than a quarterback. And it really is about, in my opinion – salary cap management comes down to putting an emphasis on the right positions. Um, got into a fight on a mock draft the other day uh, <laughs> that, wow. I, that I, did, I did my own first, my own personal, my own personal mock draft. Some Giants fan uh, tweeted at me and told me, I don't, I don't understand the game at all because he was, he, he can't understand how I have Quentin Williams going ninth overall. Uh-huh. I have Quentin Williams going ninth overall because I don't value running backs or defensive tackles or, or interior offensive linemen. I value the edge game. And and I know that not everyone's onto that, but if if you want to waste if you want to waste the top five picks on Quinn Williams to have a have a really nice inside uh, defensive tackle, go for it. Do that on your own time. That's 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 not how I see the game. That's not I don't believe in that. Um, mm-hmm. So what they what they should have done years ago, as I wrote at the time, uh, and it seemed crazy at the time, but now it's been as as we've said on this show before, it's been done now with with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, the, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. The the. The guaranteed, guaranteed money in, in yep. the NFL is the only thing to look at, and they should have fully guaranteed Russell. They should have, they should have thrown Russell William, uh, Russell Wilson like ten years, twenty million per, and guaranteed all two hundred of it. And, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Like I know you can't do a lot of contracts. I only think seven is the max. But you get what I mean. Like they should have, you know, something something like out out there to lock him up long term at a low rate that would account against inflation. But then Russell gets to look at it and go. Yeah, you know, and he might not do a long-term one, but even if he did it for four or five years, I mean, that's that's how that's how you should. Now, I, I wouldn't do it with Kirk Cousins, but I would do it with the other guys because you guarantee that they're going to stay, and and you and you get to hold them 
you know, get, get to keep control and, and you just fully guarantee, which is, you know, a protection that a lot of NFL players don't have. You get cut at the drop of a dime and, and you yep. lose, um, you know, lose all that, you know, you lose all that money, you know, all the, you had this huge contract, but you know, half of it wasn't guaranteed and you get cut when you're not productive anymore. And quarterbacks have a little yep. more safety net against that anyways. But, um, you know, I, I think Seattle's in a bit of a rebuild, but you know, if I'm Russell, I'd want out of there too. Look at that. I mean, look how much he's been hit the last couple of years, that offensive line. Yeah. I mean, if he wasn't, if he wasn't such an incredible playmaker, and I don't, I don't think he'd be standing anymore. I mean, he's running for his life back there. So it's not an ideal situation. Yeah. And because they didn't, you know, extend the right way early on, I thought um, they're now ended up in a situation where, you know, the rest of the guys that were there during that dynasty run have dispersed around the league. And, you know, the offensive weapons continue to be less than uh, less than appealing. I'm a big Chris Carson guy. But if mm-hmm. that's, you know, Doug Baldwin looks like he's on the wrong side. He's got a sports hernia now. So he's only getting more and more banged up every year. He could barely play last year. I think his best days are behind him. I, I don't love Lockett or any of the young receivers in, in there. They, they never can figure out the tight end position. And, and they can't draft an offensive line. And the defense is it's still good with uh, Frank Clark and, and Griffin. Um, but, you know, KJ Wright's getting older. You know, I just it feels like the whole thing's kind of falling apart. The seams, and I'm, I'm and I'm him. And if and if you're gonna, I mean, he should be getting shown extra care in his contract negotiation. And it feels like they want to play hardball with him. So if I'm yep. him, I look around and go, I'm unequivocally the best player on this team. You pay me or no, good, I'll leave. And mm-hmm. and if Seattle, Seattle, that should have been that should have been a really dominant five five ten year run. Um, and unfortunately, I'd say it was really dominant for two or three, and then there was a couple good years on the back end of it, but it, it didn't stay as dominant as it was. But if, if they mismanage this to the point where they where, where they only get one ring and they lose Russell Wilson, yeah, oh boy, that's a that's a textbook case on how not to manage a dynasty um, for you know for uh, for an NFL franchise. And so the last thing I'll say, just on the guarantee, I mean, the reason you do the guarantee is because you can keep the you can keep the that the, the salary cap down, right? You can do mm-hmm. if you do a fully guaranteed contract, you can keep the AAV down because you come to the guy and say, "Yeah, you're making 20 million instead of 28 million, um, but on the 28 million, you know, we'll, we'll do that contract for you, but we're just going to rip it up in a couple years when it gets to the dead years, and, and right. we'll just make your re- go through the whole thing, or do you just want the guarantee that you're going to see all 200 million, um, yep. you know, or, or however many years, seven years, seven years, 20, so f- 1400, you know, or jeez. Oh, 1400 it's Sunday 140 million uh but you come to a game plan like that oh god it's just been a long day either way you get my point that that's 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 the way to do it and 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 you can't let this guy well you don't let you you don't franchise quarterbacks don't grow on trees you have to you have to retain Russell so I don't know even even if they're playing hardball it's bad business I mean the the reason why the Patriots have been successful for so long is because Brady's routinely not a top 10 paid quarterback or one of the top five paid quarterbacks and he routinely has kept his AAV down on on team friendlier deals which has allowed them to spread the money out elsewhere that's the that's the only way you have a situation where you don't just have a quarterback and maybe one or two other really good players and then a bunch of role players behind it that you know that hurt teams and you can go look at the big contracts and, and how they've affected teams. But, you know, in general, you want to get that quarterback on, the, on a – you want to get a quarterback to play at a, at a more modest AAV so you can, you can spread the, the rest of the cap around. Yep. And, you know, just to make a – put a finer point on uh, – or, or, or a finer point on what you were just saying here about uh, him getting hit, he uh, – the Seattle Seahawks have allowed uh, last season 51 sacks, which is good for eighth most sacks 
in the NFL during the regular season. And even with that, even with that, Russell Wilson maintained the third highest passer rating in the NFL and only seven interceptions. So, you know, he's working under duress all the time and still performing. If you don't re-sign him to a full-time deal and get it in, in, a, uh, in a guaranteed contract, this will be a bad thing. There will be nothing left in Seattle uh, that will be a complete rebuild from that point, and I don't think that's where this, they want to be right now, particularly with, with Russell Wilson there. And they still have plenty of years left uh, if they protect him and if they pay him to build around him and win some games. So there's definitely something there. Uh, I totally agree with everything you said there, Ryan. Everyone should go and check what Ryan wrote about it on the site. Like it was two or three years ago now, but it actually tend to, turned out to be a little premonition of what's happening today in the NFL and guaranteed contracts for, uh, for quarterbacks. So really interesting stuff. It all, what goes around comes around. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, move on to the next, uh, next topic because there's one last thing I want to talk about. And that is, uh, it is uh, Adam Thielen. Uh, our uh, wide receiver from the uh, Minnesota Vikings, who signed a four-year, $64 million extension. Uh, he had two years remaining on his contract, but he was expected to get this done after playing last season at just $2.85 million salary. Sounds like a lot, but it's not much for a star player, and he really deserved it. He had uh, eight straight 100-yard games to open the 2018 season. He has career highs across the board. Um, his $16 million average per year places him just behind Brandon Cook's as the sixth highest paid wideout in the league, uh, and it keeps him signed in with the Vikings through 2024. So what do you think about this deal with Adam Thielen? Yeah, I think it's a good deal. Uh, Thielen's obviously a nice player. Um, it's really been – I'd have to go back and look. I don't remember what his production was three years ago, but I know it's really really so far that, that stand out anyways to me the last two years production-wise. And yeah, obviously you said totally. – Yep. Season or career highs last year. Um, there is, and maybe it's more of a fantasy concern than a uh, real life concern. Pro football, yeah, right, yeah real life right. concern. But you know, he he did after having that monster. I think you said eight. I, I think I think he ended up with nine hundred yard games, and they were all in the first like ten or eleven weeks. And right. down the stretch, yeah. yep. there was one one of the last four games he put up eighty yards, but I think the other three were were sub fifty. Um, so. He was a little bit of a, you know, a, a story of two halves, which is concerning. Um, but that might have just been other factors because it wasn't like he also couldn't catch the ball. His target share went way down the last couple weeks there. Um, so maybe it's a good deal, and I like the player. I, I just I wonder if, you know, if, if there, it was a year-and-a-half flash and then he regresses more to what he projected to be originally. So. I mean, we'll have to see on that. But overall, you know, locking him up, I think, is a good deal. It continues yep. to be interesting between those two because and – I, and I feel the same way that, you know, I think Stefan Diggs is the better player. But for some reason, mm-hmm. it just translates more for Thielen. And maybe it is because he's, you know, kind of the ignition uh, on that team. And, you know, Diggs plays more of the, the big play role and the, right. you know, take the top off guy, whereas Thielen is more the, the steady, reliable, move the chains guy. Um, but you know, his production passed him last year and it feels like that he just, he produces the way people keep thinking Stefan Diggs is going to. Um, right. and so, and I think that a lot of that's probably about hype of, of just, you know, who they were before bias. So anyways, all, all in all, I like the deal still something off of that team. You know, the team's been knocking on the door, but never really felt like a threat the last couple of years. And yeah, I don't know what it is. They have a really good defense, and maybe it just, maybe it just comes down to the quarterback position or 
or maybe that those two are a little bit product of playing in a dome in ideal conditions. So they they put up good numbers, but really when the, when the times are tough I and mean, there's some, there's something not fully clicking there in Minnesota right now. And so it's another good piece, but at some point I wonder if you got to shake things up and, and not go full rebuild, but move some stuff around because I, I don't know that, and I don't know. I'm, I'm confident that they're not in the in the in the upper echelon of the NFL. You know, they they might put up good regular seasons and they might you know even get to an NFC championship. But as we saw two years ago, uh, completely outmatched in that moment, and it it, it didn't even it looked like you know uh, mid uh, northeast Illinois University playing uh, <laughs> Alabama in that game. Hey, don't and, put and that, northeast Illinois University, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that was uh, and that was a backup quarterback, you know, for for Philly. And I know Foles had an unbelievable run, but it's just yeah. So I, I guess I guess the long the long answer is I'm torn. You know, I like the deal, yeah. but I also I'm also concerned that what they have isn't good enough. So just locking up guys that are already there, I don't know if that's the right move long term. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think the jury, in my opinion, the jury's still out on how Kirk Cousins fits in. If he steps up and improves his game a little bit, he didn't look quite like himself last year. Of course, I guess we don't know what he looks like. I think having Adam Thielen there does open up Stefan Diggs, and I think Stefan Diggs opens up Adam Thielen. It's kind of like that rare situation where you have two awesome wide receivers who can do basically everything, and they can and it gives the quarterback lots of comfort because he can go either way. Sort of like the time with Larry Fitzgerald when he was when he had Bolden in Arizona and he had Kurt Warner throwing to them. It's basically you could throw to either one, and and one of them is going to be single coverage. So it's going to be such a great deal for the, the wide receivers. It just turns out that people tend to respect digs deeper, uh, deep a lot more, which ends up rolling safety coverage. I think that leaves Thielen a lot more room to cut over and, and grab balls in the in the intermediate range. But either way. I think it's a pretty good deal. I think it makes sense. I think you give it a run. You want to lock your guys up, and uh, we'll see how it goes. All right, we did it. We made it down to the end of the show. Roll the air horn on the show here, and we are at the end. So why don't you give us your social media, Ryan, so people can follow you. Yeah, you can yell at me about my mock drafts on Twitter, (laughs) at Ryan Whitfield, N-E. Yeah, and we are doing our um, our mock draft. This is our fifth annual Twitter mock draft. For those who followed us, this is it's really exciting. This year we have more people than ever uh, picking um, on this mock draft. We have uh, people from four different sites. Uh, of course, Ryan and I and uh, and Scott King and others are picking, as you see every every time. And of course, Joey has completely derailed us over the course of 72 hours, but finally made his pick today. So we are back. I was going to say Disney. some of us, some of us are picking. Other people are just sitting there for for three days on end. While uh, right. while their while their pick is up and then and then he bailed on the show today so you know yeah nice yeah, week for yeah. Joey I think Joey's feeling the pressures at school right now so you know yeah. gotta gotta man gotta learn gotta learn time management Joe if if you're yep. listening out there bud <laughs> that's right let this be a listen to you Joey uh, learn some time management but anyway that the but uh, but good luck on that uh, finance test or whatever it was that you have you're studying for either way. <laughs> uh, the point is that the FGT, hashtag FGT mock, check us out. We're going to have an article coming out real soon with uh, all our thoughts on the first round of our mock draft, our fifth annual mock draft. And then we're going to have a second round for you lined up by the end of this week, fingers crossed. And it will be out there so you can all check it out and give us some love or hate on Twitter at our social media uh, before the actual draft kicks off in less than two weeks. You can follow me at FB Garbage Time. Check in again next week while we hit you up with another episode. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that draft hanging over – uh, hanging over there and what uh, what we think about uh, things, how things are shaping out, because I'd love to talk to you about the quarterbacks next time, particularly Haskins, because there's some rumors that he's actually falling down the draft boards a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see how that shapes up. But either way, check us back in next hey, week. We got real quick. for you. Yeah, yeah, go. 
Before we go, let me just promo one thing. Actually, I meant to to throw this in here, and I'm putting this on yeah. on the spot for you. So sorry about that. But uh, yeah. I probably should have put this on our pre-show notes. But I'm also a part <laughs> of an event on Twitter since we're throwing out social social media. Um, it is called uh, it's it's hashtag Draft Pack, um, okay. and and basically everyone's going to be well, all of us in this world. If you listen to the, if you're listening to a football podcast, uh, you know at, at this time of year, chances are you're a big draft person. So. Um, when you're watching the draft, you're probably going to be live tweeting out your responses anyways. Use the hashtag draft pack. Um, I've been working with a couple of people here. By a couple, I mean like a large group. Um, and we got a bunch of great sponsors um, from Fantasy Pros to NFL Talking Heads to uh, Stat Route and um, RotoWare. And so there, there's a whole bunch of them. You, if, you, if you search hashtag draft pack on Twitter, you'll see it. Uh, basically, when you, when you tweet out on the draft with a live reaction with that, with that hashtag, uh, you will be entered automatically to win prizes. Um, prizes include there's a signed uh, mini Darrell Rivas helmet. Um, I believe it's like a uh, some sort of free subscription over at uh, Stat Route. I believe there's a free subscription for six months at Fantasy Pros. Again, all the details are listed on there, so don't quote me on any of that except for the Darrell Rivas helmet. But it's <laughs> it's free. It's free resources for fantasy and, and football. Uh, purposes it's uh there's some t-shirts and merchandise in there and then some signed uh, memorabilia as well so um you're going to watch the draft and live tweet anyways might as well use the hashtag draft pack and, and try to win some free stuff all right well then everybody do that definitely hashtag draft pack and uh we'll do that for our uh for our mock draft article as well. We'll also get in on the fun. So everybody come back and join us again next week. Uh, as always, thanks for wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy your NFL week.